welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Gina. And I'm Sev. Class is now in session. And today we're going to be talking about queer breakups. And you might be wondering, like, how is that different than any other breakup? And the answer is it's not. But also it is because a lot of queer people tend to stay friends with their exes, which we had a whole episode about. You can go back and listen to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, like, the community is usually a lot smaller. So, like, like my ex-boyfriend, I have not seen him since I was like 22 and I'm 27 and like the women I've dated like I see not all the time but like more way more often than that so it's just like (laughs) because the community and events are like so much smaller it makes the breakup a little trickier so it's just like the community is so fucking small I feel like like the big one is like when you meet new people they're like oh I talked to or dated or whatever Mm -hmm. your ex and when I try to date in I meet other bisexual people. They've either <laughs> talked to Cheyenne or they've talked to a guy, a guy. like been involved with because Oof, so I small. have one lesbian who knows everybody friend. And then I have men who only date bi girls around me. And then all the straight men in my, like my city are just annoying. So I have to go after these like kind of fruity ones. <laughs> Well, there's a lot more to queer breakups than just being in the same friend oh, group. Yeah. I mean, you also think about the fact that you just, you hauled into a new lease. You just bought Literally. a new cat together. Yeah. There's a lot of issues you got to work out. How many cat co-parents can there be in the world? Like, <laughs> um, based on my experience... <laughs> infinite well it sounds like you have some experience in this area Cheyenne so one of our questions is actually how do you break up with somebody this person has (laughs) never been through a breakup so how does that even happen Um, I'm gonna redirect that to you Gina because I like am notoriously I don't know if it's because I'm a cancer or what but I'm very bad at breaking up with people and will like overstay my welcome in relationships for a very long time because I'm like I think I can make this work or like maybe I'm like blowing things out of proportion. like it just like deluding myself into staying in in relationships that I know I are not working for like years which is a very cancerian trait actually yeah it has to end when it ends like I have a very hard time letting go I mean I even think I've had a little bit of an issue as a Libra because I don't know I think I'm very romantic and yeah yeah plus I think like there in okay so when I wanted to make break up with the mistake it was really hard because whenever I would try like I tried to break up with him like four times before it actually happened because when I would say things like I don't think that this is gonna work out like this is this and this and this isn't working he would hit me with the like I'll do this different I'll try Mm -hmm. I want to fight for us and all these things that would manipulate me into giving it another shot and then Mm -hmm. guess what nothing would fucking change and then eventually I was like there was like a final straw and I this was like the I'm a really nice breakupper okay because I let this man come home from work to a dinner that I made him I let him eat said dinner and then after the dinner was over I said, so you know what I'm going to say? And he was like, yeah, I do. Because it was like, we were not in a good space. So okay. like, Wait, can I ask you a question? Of what did course. you make him? What, what was for dinner? I don't remember. I made a lot <laughs> of like meat, potato, vegetable dinners at okay. that time. So like probably like chicken and mashed potatoes or something. I, 
see and you guys I feel like I'm the complete opposite because one I'm an asshole when I dump people the one time <laughs> that I have because I'm like Capricorn and then when I get dumped ooh, I that you saying you made him dinner and stuff I got taken out to dinner we went home and cuddled in his bed like see that's a bit too far that. like it's like we didn't do any cuddling badges. because I was like so well we were over we it were, but I did have breakup sex with my my other ex so we yeah, I definitely like his bed after we broke up because I felt bad. No, we were laying in his bed. We weren't really touching. But anyways. Yeah, so- I feel like the easiest breakup I've had was in middle school. This boy asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like, yeah, like over text. I've never met him in person. I went to sleep, woke up like seven hours later and was like, I don't even know this guy. I don't want to be his girlfriend. <laughs> and then I texted him and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry, but I don't want to I don't want to go out with you. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, my uh, easiest breakup. I've I was a dick because I broke up with this guy who was my best friend for five years over text message. Mm. But we had only been dating for four months and he like had told me that he loved me and I was just like overwhelmed and not ready for that because I was 17 and I was like, love, what is love? So and it was like four months I think we had officially dated and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I didn't want to talk to him on the phone because I was like sobbing about it because I felt like so bad. But after that, I just like cut it, cut ties didn't speak to him again like that's mm -hmm. wait that's really funny to me though because like my ex-boyfriend who was my first relationship when I was seven or like we started like right before I turned 17 he told me he loved me after a month that's he told me after a month oh high school relationships are always like that they're so dramatic and yeah but I I was bad and I didn't say it back I didn't say it back for like three more months (laughs) I didn't see it back oh you guys are nicer than me I was telling all kinds of people I love them when I knew if I did not never it was like I'm not ready to say it yet I I would just say I know (laughs) my one ex and this is what I would not recommend you do if you want to break up with somebody my one ex I he definitely wanted to break up with me but I also think that he didn't like have a good reason or maybe he wasn't sure or maybe he like still liked me as a person I don't know there was something holding him back and so instead of breaking up with me he just like he like quiet broke up with me you know like quiet no quiet I, quit broke like I, quiet quit our relationship I read a, an article about that the other day quiet quitting a relationship or like that's basically what he, I is. Read like, he an article about stopped that. making efforts for us to see each other so I was the only one making any effort and even when I was trying to like have us he was breadcrumbing up he was, was breadcrumbing me, and it, it got to the point where like he was making no effort and the holidays were coming up and I was like, are we going to see each other for Christmas or like New Mm. Year's? And he was kind of like, I don't know. And I was like, well, I'm not sure what relationship has no plans to see each other over the holidays. So why are we in one? And he was like, you're really going to do this. He goes, you're really going to do this over text. And I said, I would love to do this in person. You won't meet up with me. Yeah. Yeah, He wanted me to break up with him. Yeah. Oh, my last oh, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that, people. Yeah. <laughs> my last relationship, it was right before his birthday and my, or right after his birthday and our three year anniversary that were like in the same week. So it's funny that yours was right around the holidays because I was like, are we doing anything for your birthday, our anniversary? And he was like, yeah. He oh my told gosh. Sam, I was the other me- person in that with the mistake. Like, he was like, are we doing anything for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. Because I was waiting to break up with him to my birthday after um, my birthday because I didn't want to go through a breakup on my birthday. I took him out and I stayed up until five in the morning with him. 
And then for our anniversary, I wanted to do something. He didn't really care. But yeah, this next question actually has so much to do with that. How can you tell mm-hmm. if you should just keep trying or give up? If you feel like you might need to give up, probably like maybe if, once or twice. Like I feel like people well, usually have that- like issues there are like you know married couples and things who do work through things so like it's not like it can't be done but you have to like what is both of your feelings about the relationship and what needs to be sacrificed for you both to be happy and does it outweigh like one like you can't be giving too much and not getting enough like if there's an imbalance you're gonna be happier somewhere else which sucks obviously at the time Mm-hmm. And it's hard to make, like, people don't like change. Change is really hard. You get used yeah. to a person, their routine. But, like, if it's not, if you're not happy, you could be happy. Yes. Exactly. My old therapist, she told me, if you could, like, look at this person and be like, all right, if nothing changes, all their flaws, like, can you live with that for the rest of your life? Like, not, like, thinking that they're going to change. Like, you can't just, like, assume that someone's going to change over the course of a relationship or, like, hope Mm -hmm. that they do like you have to take them at face value and say can I live with this forever and if there are issues that you probably can't live with you probably shouldn't be with that person if if it's like that level of annoyance or discomfort or whatever it is this kind of goes into my point too so I know I keep bringing up my ex but this was my biggest and like only breakup we're right. talking about breakups obviously you're I know but, but like I only <laughs> have to talk about <laughs> so I remember when he broke up with me he was like oh I just don't like feel in love with you like I just don't feel love anymore and I was like well there comes a point where like love is a feeling and a choice mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. are you consciously and I knew that like he consciously wasn't making the choice that he wanted to love me anymore So I think like there's a little, there's like has to be a balance of those two and there's like ebbs and flows and sometimes you just feel less for that person, not because of like, just life, like if you're not putting the effort in. Yeah. If you're not putting the effort in and you don't want to put the effort in, it's like, you really have to like put in the thought to yourself and you're like, why don't I want to put this effort in? Mm -hmm. Is it simply because I just don't want to? Like, because they'll stay with me anyways or is it because I don't care like care enough to I don't want to nurture mm-hmm. this relationship or is it just like I'm being lazy yeah um I, I'm not sure if we talked about this before but um have either of you heard of like the sunk cost fallacy or sunk cost theory Mm-mm. no um so basically I like listened to a podcast about this a while ago but basically it's like where you make a decision so like this decision could be like a relationship or like a marriage and you put so much like time like years of your life into it or so much money like you bought a house together and you're like your brain wants to like not feel like you've just like done all that for nothing so you like mm-hmm. in this scenario would stay in this relationship or like it could it could be anything honestly but it's like you're like a I put job, so much like into this yeah. yeah yes and you're like I put so much into it like I don't really think it's a good idea anymore I really don't want to do it but like I just will have wasted so much of my life doing it um, and yeah. I feel like if you're thinking about sunk co- cost fallacy or sunk cost theory like and you're thinking about ending your relationship, but you're not sure, like, think about it, like, are you just trying to prevent yourself from the pain of, like, all those years and all that money lost, or, like, do you actually want to be with that person, because I know in my past relationships, it was kind of, 
like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, I just spent years of my life on this right. thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's hard. And like how Gina was saying at the beginning when we were talking, when we were like bringing the episode in and Gina was like, well, there's so much more to queer relationships like you alling together and animals. Like it does mm-hmm. add, especially with like these stereotypical and these like very common things that in queer relationships that we do, it adds a lot of those onto it where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's harder to believe if you have a pet together like if I break up with them who's getting the cat if I break up with them who's getting the couch who's getting the apartment Mm -hmm. yeah so it definitely adds yeah we're on to it on top of just like your heart you know like it's just like and yes you (laughs) and then there's all those logistic things so like as much as people suck yeah as much as people want to say that like breakups are one-sided I think it does it does hurt for the other person yeah (sighs) It hurts you to hurt it. someone else. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. It, hurts. it, does. it does suck yep. to be on the giving or the receiving end. So it's not an easy choice for anything, anyone, especially when all these factors come into consideration. Yeah. With my one ex, um, when I was breaking up with her, I was like, I know it's painful right now, but like, I'm really doing this for you because you deserve to be with someone who can love you the way you want yeah. and need. And I, I don't think I'm that person. And mm-hmm. like, months later she like was like I see like what you meant by that now like and I've been that person I got that exact same spiel like Mm -hmm. I can't give you what you need I had people telling me that he can't give me what he need I had this friends telling me and I was like in the moment like what are you talking about yeah it's like why like why can't they give it to me but it's also like you deserve it's a beautiful thing actually for someone to admit to you really like I want the best for you actually my ex said that to me too and at I didn't take it wrong but she kind of she was more like I think I'm holding you back from something better and at the Mm -hmm. time I was kind of like I don't like don't devalue yourself like our friendship is meaningful blah 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 blah. but now that I'm in the relationship I'm in now I'm like you were right yeah Yeah. like I I I love you still like as a friend but you were right because the relationship I'm in now is just yeah like exponentially incredible it's so so hard to like come to that conclusion in the moment especially when like like when my ex was breaking up with me and was like oh now you can date girls and I was like why would I want to date girls yeah you're like I want to date you I don't care about girls right right you but it's one of those things that like oh he was right yeah Yeah. this all kind of leads into our next questions why are breakups so painful and how do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through they're painful because it's a loss like you're losing your life with someone in your future like everything you had planned it's not it doesn't really exist in at least in the same way even if you stay friends like and have some like if you're on like a cruise or something like you could still go on that cruise obviously but like your life is still like fundamentally different and it's like a grieving process you have to go through it is a grieving process uh-huh it's definitely love it is hard. like i mean it's really an intense feeling so if you're getting something that's so great then yeah it's gonna hurt when it's not there but it's a part it's like a part of life yes. yeah uh the how do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through this is kind of a joke answer um but I know in a past episode we all said get under someone else (laughs) um but in honesty like time does heal most wounds obviously like it's 
really fresh if it's recent and Mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard but as time passes like those memories fade and you start to see kind of the negative sides of the relationship and like see it more realistically instead of through like the rose tinted glasses that you have because you were in love like uh that one bojack horseman quote where she says it's funny when you look at someone through rose colored glasses all the red flags just look like flags girl take those glasses off look at those red flags Yeah, you have to figure out a way to move on. And that doesn't necessarily, I know I do encourage, honestly, like rebounding of some kind in in order to make yourself feel better. That's not going to work for everybody, honestly. Mm -hmm. But moving on can look really different. Maybe you make a new friend, try a new hobby, join a new club, go out for your promotion at work. Like you got to dive into something else. Even if it's not romantic, like you got to have something else that's fueling you because you'll just otherwise just sit in those sad feelings and- You got to have a distraction of something. Exactly. So my last like big breakup was a couple years ago and it was like earth shattering at the time. And it was like, I immediately within a week moved into a new apartment. This is when Cheyenne and I started actually hanging out a lot more. I like got a whole new group of friends kind of through this, Mm -hmm. like moving out, being on my own, doing new things. I had recently started a new job. So it was like all these factors definitely contributed. I didn't really get like a rebound in the sense that I like jumped into another relationship very quickly or anything, but I did just like have all these brand new New experiences experiences that just totally. So Mm -hmm. if the idea of the relationship right after, obviously some people are cool with that. Some people are very uncomfortable with that. I didn't want to have like a relationship relationship after that. So I just dove into all these other things and then now, you know, nurtured those relationships a lot better and I'm a lot better off for it than I was. Yeah. I like to personally give myself like a day or two to just like wallow and just like cry my eyes out. And then, I mean, usually I'm already back on the apps because I I don't like to waste any time, but like, I'll give myself a day or two to be really, really sad. Just like nothing else but crying. And then you know, I kind of start to try and pick up the pieces. Obviously, like once in a while, like healing is never linear, even with breakups. And once in a while, you're going to slip back into like the sadness. But like, I feel like if you are trying to like go out and date again, like obviously if you were in back-to-back relationships or like you're like so hurt that you're just like dumping all of your pain on whoever you're going on dates with, like there's like Mm -hmm. time and place for these things. But if it was like painful but like not super long or not super pain like I don't know like I've had different lengths of relationships where I've just kind of like tried to move on and I feel like that can be a good technique for healing healing from a devastating breakup it's not a bad thing like I said I wasn't looking for like a relationship relationship after that but I was just around you know dating around people people, people. talking to people Mm -hmm. doing whatever you know it just it it helps one, to get your mind off things, two, to remind you that there's other things out there. Like, that's a big thing that I got stuck in was like, I'm never going to find this again. Like, no, you will. Mm. Yeah. Come on. It'll be, it'll probably be better next time. Exactly. Exactly. Now you're going to take the time. And I think it, for me, I need to like, take the time to remember. And I got like, this might be very earth sign of me, but like, take stock of what I liked and what I didn't like and like remember yeah. make a list of pros and cons and then know that like going into my next relationship I'm not gonna want this I'm not gonna want yeah, that right. yep 
like, like that's yeah so. and just because the relationship ended doesn't mean it was like a failure it was a teaching experience exactly for your I learned, relationships yeah I learned so much from every relationship that I've been in and it's like shaped me into the picky bitch I am today <laughs> another question that kind of goes along with this is are friendship breakups just as painful as romantic breakups yes yeah, I they definitely they can be. It depends I on think the friends. They can, sometimes they can be more painful. I mean, depending on how close you were with a friend, like I could be in a relationship for two months with somebody and, you know, I can move on and make that change, especially depending on how they treated me and how I felt in that relationship. But with a friend, like I probably would You're be planning down. on them being around longer yeah. usually I like, probably I mean, would be certain relationships yeah, yeah you want the longevity if but Cheyenne and I stopped being friends if we had a massive friend breakup which I'm not mm-hmm. willing into the universe it'd be really I'm awkward like, for me I will I will <laughs> I know I, I was thinking about that the other day I was like what if we like got in a big fight and like what would we do at the podcast but I first like, off choose this is my whole thing like, this is my whole thing what the fuck do we have to fight about look at us true. Like I, I always, I'm like, I, like the other friends that I've had breakups with, I'm like, okay, I saw that coming, but us, I don't <laughs> see yeah. a lot of my friend breakups were like over things that it wasn't like, oh, you said something I didn't like. It was like, your political views don't align with mine yeah. and you're like really problematic. And you like said mm-hmm. something that like, I don't really want to be around you if you yeah. think that yeah. way. Mine so too. I wasn't like that. I was more like disappointed because I was like, I thought I had better judgment than yeah. like all these apparently That's- Trumpy friends that I don't mm-hmm. talk to anymore. And I'm not upset that I don't talk to them anymore, but I am upset in some of the things I've heard them say after we're not mm-hmm. friends anymore. So yeah. go fuck yourselves. I've <laughs> actually like, and I've had some friend breakups and let's, let's call them like friend ghostings because- <laughs> Yeah, friend breadcrumbings. Especially recently, um, for whatever reason, the friendship ends and- it does hurt, especially because I feel like being friends with someone for so long, they get to know you on just as deep of a level as yep. a relationship, just because it's not physical doesn't mean that they don't know everything about you. Please. I mean, Cheyenne knows my sex life better than the people I have sex with. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's hard because it's like, usually when those relationships end, if it isn't something like really fucked up, it's because you don't feel like one one or both of you don't feel like conversation can be had to like mend the relationship so then like Mm. nothing is done and I feel like that makes it more painful because it's like maybe we could have fixed this but like I don't think this person is going to respond well or maybe I don't have the tools I need to approach this conflict and like handle it in a way that they'll respond to and so I feel like that's why a lot of them are kind of painful because it it's like over things that yeah. could possibly be fixed you or remedied because obviously especially mm-hmm. if it were long friendships you were friends for a reason and you kept each other around for a reason so the fact that it's ending yeah if someone is having a tough conversation like if your friend does come to you with a tough conversation listen to them because they could easily just ghost you or just decide that you aren't worth it and if they have decided to come to you they have said you are worth my time and this is worth yeah. ending and yeah. I think that speaks pretty big yeah, this is kind of on topic, but kind of not. But I uh, I took a little grippy socks vacation a few years ago and a friend that I had like, I had been friends a with what? like a grippy, grippy socks vacation, vacation, like when you're hospitalized for mental health <laughs> Oh, I have no, I was like, what? You never heard that? Because they give you like grippy socks. They give you grippy socks so you don't fall in the. Okay, I'm sorry. I just don't understand. Anyways, what I was going to say is I had this friend for like a good like seven, eight years and I kind of ghosted her because I realized like 
she was always like slut shamey and just like the things she said were kind of like mm. fucked up and it just like got worse and worse and yeah. she like let her boyfriend say racist shit to me and like didn't stand hey, up for me and it just like got really worse so I ended up ghosting her kind of like when college started and then I took this little grippy socks vacation and who's having their therapy internship but um, her so yeah. I'm literally there and she's like the therapist like the therapist in training like leading the groups <sighs> and like it was kind of nice like it was like we it felt like old times like it kind of felt nice to have like a familiar face like it was embarrassing for me but kind of like nice and yeah. like I feel like I could have become friends with her again after that but I was just like I don't know that she's changed enough for it to be worth it to like have to go yeah. through that all again wow that's um, so uncomfortable though that you yeah. just walk in you're like ah yeah well it wasn't like the first day so I had already already like spent the night there and then like the next day I like woke up I don't know if I saw her name on something so I already knew or if it was just like a surprise I think I knew yeah Yeah. but it was like not till I was already checked in but I was just like oh my god and I was there because I like realized I was gay but like was still in a relationship with a man and was like having this crisis so like I kind of came out to her during like a therapy group like I had never told her anything yeah it was crazy that's so intense yo yeah Yeah. it was but yeah (laughs) these friends are freaking rough Um, Yeah. yeah So I want to ask this question to you too, because I don't have uh, really any knowledge for this, but I feel like you might. Is it ethical to use witchcraft to break people up? This person says, I say no fucking way, but curious about opinions. Have you used witchcraft to manipulate other relationships? No. No, that's how about your own. Yeah. Mm. Yourself, but not like with a specific person. Like it's not really ethical to try and change someone else's like destiny or like like ability to make a choice. But you can like say Mm -hmm. like, you can, you shouldn't do like a love spell, like calling like a specific person to you, but like you could do a love spell just for love in general to kind of inviting it into your life, but not like like, targeting. Yes. So same with like, it would be unethical to try and cause a breakup that way i mean yeah obviously some people still do it but that sounds like karmic energy is gonna get you exactly i'm like a firm believer in what goes around comes around so i've never wanted to even think about that because Mm -hmm. you're getting that that back twofold threefold tenfold dude you're just gonna fuck your own life up i think go with your gut on this when you say no fucking way i think yeah that ain't it man yeah i agree all right so with that We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. All right. (laughs) And we're back. We're talking queer breakups. The next one's kind of funny. Is it normal to wish an ex happy birthday? Question mark or toxic? Question mark. And I think this is funny because I remember my past couple birthdays after this last breakup the big breakup I was telling you guys about I was like I didn't get a text on my birthday like what what did I expect them to say you know so every time I like get so like mad about those kind of things like even just people that guys that I had talked to that I knew knew my birthday on my birthday I'd be like he didn't even say happy birthday to me who does he think I like like, with exes I like when it's like hey happy birthday thanks end of conversation I don't like when it's like hey happy birthday thanks so how have you been yeah I don't want to tell that you happens. yeah that's why I'm like so when I really think about it I'm like I don't want any of them to reach out to me on my birthday because 
either it's just going to be happy birthday thanks and then I'm like I don't mind the happy birthday thanks though I think it's like oh you remembered that's nice thanks for thinking yeah but if I'm not like talking to them I'm like "Eh." and like if we're not friends I'm like I don't really yeah for me it's not like like for sorry I'm a Libra (laughs) as yeah no as a Taurus rising who's like very grudge holdy anyone who's ever even spoken to me and then ended things with me even if we talked for like a week if they were to reach out again I'd be like who do you think you are (laughs) Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, me, I'm an Aries moon and I'm like, of course we're going to be friends again. Why would yeah. it? No. But, like, I mean, not everyone, obviously. I'm like, but... never talk to me again. You're like, wish happy birthday. I'm planning her surprise party. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I only say happy birthday to exes if we're like still friends. If we're not, right. if we don't talk ever, I'm not going to go out of my way to do it. I feel mm-hmm. like it's not toxic unless you have like toxic, um, motives like if they're in a relationship yeah. and you're like I want to get them back or whatever so I'm gonna say happy or birthday even like, just like yeah even if you're just gonna go into that whole like happy bet like you're using it as an in yeah that's when it turns yeah. toxic it's like you could have reached out to them any other day don't ruin their birthday yeah. <laughs> exactly speaking of toxic another question we got is <laughs> why do sapphic breakups include several hookups after slash why is it so fun to kiss your ex fml I had more hookups after my hetero breakups than my sapphic mm. breakups. <laughs> so I don't know. I It was like, I, it's, it is, I will admit it is sometimes fun to kind of like kiss your ex. I think like history can be kind of fun. It's like, I'm doing something a little naughty. Like I'm being naughty. Yeah. When I, I know yes. to do this, it's like, it makes it hotter. somebody it's- at work today used the phrase, I bring structure to drama. And I thought to myself, actually, I bring drama to structure yeah. and <laughs> So I understand Literally. you, Cheyenne. I feel like if you're a fire moon, you bring drama to structure. Like it just, it's in your oh, well, that's all makeup. Of us. I know. That's why I'm, yeah. I was like thinking like, I was like, yeah. do any of us bring structure to drama? And I was like, no. Oh. And it's because we're all fire moons. Like we just yeah. are all, we love the chaos. Like we live yeah. for it. <laughs> I think like different situations, I probably would still like hook up with my ex because it's funny, but like. One of my yeah, favorite things to do to my best friend and she's day hate it. Is I would just be like, guess who texted me today? She'd be like, oh God. And she I used was to like, do that. Somebody to she all did not want me Cheyenne. To yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would call so her. Funny. I remember I was at a man's house about to be like wop bop loop bop bop bamboo. Like I get a text from Cheyenne. I said, give me one second. And I call her. I said, the fuck do you think you're doing? And Cheyenne was like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not laughing. Like it's literally, content. it's content for my future memoir. Sitting on top, sitting on top of Bird. this man in his lap. Who? That says more about your boundary issues than Cheyenne's. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wouldn't like recommend doing it for that long. And know that like if you do it, you're risking getting more hurt. Yeah. So this next question, we actually have a full, and we mentioned this in the beginning, we have a full friends with exes episode that's already out. Um, So this question is relating to that. Is it common for lesbians to stay really good friends with their exes slash are all lesbians really friends with their exes because mine are all on my block list. Obviously it might be a little dependent, but the fact that we did a whole episode on it, I think should answer that question. I'll do a lot. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty common, even if it's just a stereotype. I mean, I, every like sapphic person that I know is at least 
friends with like one of their sapphic exes at least one i think that's a fair statement like that's pretty pretty common yeah Yeah. well another question we got was how do you navigate being in the same friend group after breakup so i'm assuming this is a person who doesn't really want to be friends with their ex post breakup uh, I mean, and you said like queer spaces are sometimes pretty condensed, mm-hmm. so it's sometimes inevitable. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's important to just like hard. learn how to live peacefully if you can. Like if they weren't like a really fucking shitty person, and hopefully if they were, your friends don't want to be friends with them anymore. Yeah. Um, but if it was just like you know didn't work out, uh, just like have respect for each other and peacefully coexist, and like just try to interact as minimally as possible I don't know if I have any other advice for that (laughs) Mm, yeah time will make it better and like I know I was just talking to a friend because they were like oh I want to hang out with you still but like I'm good friends with an ex of yours I don't want that to like be awkward and I was like listen like as long as it's cool on their end you don't have depending on how close the friend group is that's the that's where like the difficulty in answering this question is because it's like I can be in the same room as someone I can be in the same environment as them we don't have to talk and be best friends and be up against each other having a conversation but some friend groups are like small and you fall for your friend and then you break up and then it becomes hard especially like Cheyenne said if it depends on the situation of the breakup too because if they were a shitty person Sometimes you have to reevaluate why are your friends still friends with them? Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Um, another one, this next one, <laughs> like going on the stereotype things we have been bringing up. Uh, why is there a stereotype that we can't get over our exes? Isn't that every sexuality? I think yeah, kind of. It is, definitely. But I think where it comes in with sapphic relationships is in the whole like u-hauling quick to say I love you quick to get pets together like one it's hard because we do quickly build these lives together stereotypically Mm -hmm. it's more in the sense of like all this stuff yeah but I feel like two of my male exes definitely still had some sort of feelings for their ex they weren't like in the picture and I wasn't concerned Mm -hmm. about them like coming around like I wasn't like oh they're gonna show up and take you away or anything like that yeah but I could tell in the way they talk about them I'm like oh yeah they're you still are real fond and of I that think girl. yeah mm-hmm. like getting over somebody is hard and a lot of people will just like try to cope however they can and then they think they're over someone and they're not and then they're going into new experiences yeah. and they're not fully healed or whatever and it just yeah. creates like this whole cyclical thing but yeah, I also I think, think it's, it's easy to like glamorize. Like it's easy to glamorize your ex or put them on a pedestal oh, or anything. Like in hindsight, they're much better than they yeah. are. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think because like the queer community is small and like if you're in a smaller city or a small town, like seven I are, um, like there are fewer options. So you're really going to like latch on and romanticize maybe that uh, one person that it didn't work out with that it yeah. could have or like someone who was a little better than the rest. Like it's really easy to like romanticize certain people when there's not that many people around to like exactly. show you how much better it could be, I guess, is where yeah. I'm getting with that. Yeah, it's like you, your bar is here and like other places it might be like way higher, but like, but like because since, that's where it was yeah. and now, no one else is meeting that, you're like, oh, I guess like yeah. I'm still, I'm not over this person just because like they were maybe a better fit, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. So yeah, I think that's and I think, part of the stereotype. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like your bare minimum is not <laughs> met very often. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you do decide that the best thing to do is to become friends with your ex, the next question, what are tips on how to become 
This is best friends with your ex. I think just friends. You don't need to go to best. No, I, this person wants. They are like, how can I become best friends with best my friends? Are you besties. That's a lot. I mean, it just depends if they're <laughs> open to friendship or not, and like just yeah. becoming friends with anyone or like I, rebuilding a friendship. Like it just it depends on the person. Like I don't think there's yeah. like a form. It depends on the person with your ex. Yeah, if you do decide that you do want a friendship, I don't know that I would condone becoming like the bestie of frenzies. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to be friends, you got to focus on the shared common interests that you would have with any other friend. So that's no longer probably having sex and cuddling, but like were there movies, shows, games, things you did together, things yeah. you cared about and do those yeah. things. And then like try and move on from the romantic aspect and just focus on why you do want to stay connected to that person. And like, I really think you need to put the romantics behind you if you really truly want to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Especially best friends. If either of you are like harboring any sort of like sexual romantic feelings, it's probably not going to end well or just like date them again. Yeah. (laughs) You're both like giving mixed signals. Like, why are you trying to be friends so badly that you like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Best friends. Well, is it uh. is it useless to try and date a lesbian if her ex is even still alive? That was another question we got. That's I a hilarious that question. If her ex is still alive. <laughs> I mean, I know that again, a stereotype like I see on TikTok all the time, people are like, lesbians are never over their ex. And it's like So it's not useless because don't you want to be that ex that they can never get over? Yeah, like you're the next one that they're never over. <laughs> yeah, you have to be you better next. than her or them. I'm so Take it to the next level. Set the bar higher. <laughs> yeah, set the bar higher. It'll only do better for them. You know? Yeah. The yeah. next time they'll get even higher than you. Just kidding. They'll never be the ex you want to see in the world. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Obviously, it's not useless to try to date a lesbian if her ex is still alive, but it is hilarious to ask. It is if you go into it with (laughs) that mindset. Yeah, and it's worth a conversation. On a serious note, it's worth talking to them, talking about exes, seeing how they react, seeing what they say, like understanding what red flags are. If they're like, a, a red flag for me is like, especially with men, like my ex was crazy, like. Probably. No, I, I um, definitely agree but. with you because there was this one girl that I was hung up with who I um I felt like she talked too much about her ex. And I realized after some time I knew way more about her relationship with this woman and this woman than I did about like any of her actual wow. life. And that's when I was like, okay, so you're not ready for whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm like, kind of not passionate, but I'm like relating. Like I'm not like stuck in the past, but I do like no it's different to be like more. this is my experience this girl was like I am still in love with her this is what she's oh, doing yeah, no, and that's... then she ditched me to go to her house mm-hmm. the reddest of the class so, I mean my yeah. ex like ha- would have sleepovers with her ex and sleep in bed with her and her ex showed up on our first date with her at the ex's ex showed up with her ex-fiance and crashed her first date so that should have been my uh red flag but yeah. like Seb said earlier I am a red flag. I've so. had a sleepover with my ex where we slept in the same bed, but we didn't, uh-huh, yeah, but we didn't cuddle. We just, like, logistically were sleeping in the same bed because, like, 
I'm gonna but cut I this off, like but we were on a- drugs and watching a movie. Um, but there's but- like a difference between that happening like once to that being like a regular occurrence. Oh like, yeah, no, no it was not like regular. It, it was like, I'm not gonna drive home and there's no yeah. other bed and we're watching this movie and I'm gonna fall asleep here. But we also weren't like cuddled up. Like it, yeah. I actually think it was really funny because like, I feel like she did everything she could to make sure to we were not you. touching. <laughs> yeah, built a wall between I you. I think the like- other problem yeah. with Cheyenne's thing was that Cheyenne- at a certain point you explicitly they were like I do not like you being with this person Cheyenne's the ex person was just like nah yeah yeah it was just like a whole shit it was a whole yeah maybe just question um what kind of the ex their ex is and what kind of person they are all right and then the last question we have tonight is one I actually thought of while we were talking and it's what is the best like piece of advice or piece of knowledge that you have taken with you from a past relationship or a breakup I think I don't know if this is a really cheesy answer so sorry but um I think like happiness is really important and your relationship that's why it should be enhancing your life Mm -hmm. it should be bringing you happiness and if it's not like that's an issue. And that's not to say that Mm -hmm. things aren't going to be rough in life, but like, if I'm going through something, I know that my partner is there for me. And that's not to say we might not have our own, like, there's going to be shit to deal with. There's going to be shit storms, Mm -hmm. but like happiness, I think at the end of the day is really, really, really important. And having the balance of like, I think you have to be happy in your own self and happy together and that person has to be the same because they should be enriching your life and be an addition rather than like the center of your universe, the reason you're unhappy or adding anything negative. So like if you're not happy and your relationship is something to do with that, that's a really big red flag. And that doesn't mean it's not fixable. There's obviously things that you can work through. But I think you have to really understand like that's at the end of the day, why you should be in a relationship is because that person should be making you happier than you would be without them. Yeah. You saying that made me think I should have worded this as like, what was the biggest like red flag you encountered that you're happy that it's okay. uh, Well, I can answer that too. Yeah. No, I feel like you did kind of answer it. Like you weren't happy. That's a red red flag in itself. Like my answer is probably just, um, I don't know, like, I think it's important to, like, voice your needs and, like, communicate mm-hmm. your boundaries and, like, what you want. Oh. And, like, in oh, my yeah. past relationships, I've, like, waited to communicate those things and then kind of, like, exploded when it was finally time because I was, like, mm-hmm. so triggered um, or, yep. like, wasn't getting my needs met. Um, and, like, the sooner you can do that, the more open you can be about it, the better. And if they can't or won't meet those needs, you can figure it out up front instead of, like, sitting around thinking like what if what if this is like the deal breaker like what if this is what breaks us up like if that's what breaks you up that's what breaks you up but you still need your needs to be met and you still need to like yeah have that support relationship and vice versa so yeah for me it was definitely like actions speak louder than words Mm. like they can tell you a million and one pretty little things in your ear but if they're not doing any of it, yeah. if they're not acting like it, and if they're not just like even just showing you like basic amounts of like respect, respect. yeah, respect, yeah, I agree. R e s p e c t. Hell yeah, kind of what it means to me. Aretha, 
for listening and please go and interact with us on social media instagram is always popping we got different memes and stuff courtesy of cheyenne you know she's bringing it from the hot messian you know expertise um you can also follow us on tiktok both at sapphic survival guide or you can go to twitter at sapphic survival I also really think y'all should be hitting up the Patreon. I really love what's going on in the Discord. We're posting the video content there every week, having different discussions. And the only way to get into that Discord is through the Patreon, where you will also get lots of different bonus content, video feed as well, et cetera, et cetera. So patreon.com slash guide. I'm Sev. You can find me on social media anywhere at Lucky Sev with two Ys. This is my first time doing new socials. So, okay. You can follow me on any social media at the Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And you can still listen to Um Hello wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian, pretty much anywhere you go online. <laughs> yeah, Hot Mespian to 200K. Yeah, I'm really yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll have hit 200K, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. All right. With that, class is now dismissed. Bye. 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 Bye.